Good morning, guys. Good morning to you guys watching at home. And thank you guys that are on the foyer. Will you give a round of applause to those guys that are just being patient? Man, we need a new building and we'll get in one soon. Like I said, this year. We'll be in it this year. I missed you guys. If you guys didn't notice, a lot of men were out of town last weekend. We were at a men's retreat. We got a picture back there. Yeah. 72 men showed up last weekend for the men's retreat, and it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And the best news is this, that none of us got hurt. A couple of scratches, a couple of bruises, our egos were really hurt. Man, I love making fun of each other. That is the best. And last Sunday, as I got home, my wife said, so how'd it go? And I started telling her details, as many details as I could. Men, women love details. So I started telling her since day one and so on and so forth. And then she got on Facebook and she started seeing all the posts that the guys were putting on Facebook, the pictures and so on and so forth. And then she came across a video. It was a video of me some guy took just saying the last words to my brothers in Christ, my fellow soldiers, my men of God. And she saw it and I sat next to her. And at the end of the video, she starts crying. And I look at her and I said, what's the matter? And she goes, you know what I find most attractive about you? And I said, man, that's a tough one. Whew. It's not humility, that's for sure. And I said, no. And she goes, I love the way you love Christ. I love how you love Christ. And that's what I find most attractive about you. And, and, and you know what I heard, church? I heard... The way you love Christ shows on how you love me. That's what my wife was telling me, I believe. So let me propose to you this, gentlemen. The way you love Christ shows on how you love your wives. Let me reverse that. The way you love your wives shows how you love Christ. So guys, how do you love your wives? Are you a Christ-loving husband? That's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at what God has to say to us men about being a Christ-loving husband. But more specifically, we're going to look at how a Christ-loving husband should love their wives. How a Christ-loving husband loves his wife. Before we jump in, I just want to share a couple of things. First of all, I want to thank Pastor Grant Call. He was a pastor who spoke to us at the men's retreat. Some of the stuff that I'm sharing with you today, he shared as well. The other thing I want to mention, if, if you guys are single, not married yet, this still pertains to you. God willing, one day you'll be married, and this is what a God-loving husband will look like. Now, for you single ladies out there or you single moms... Let me take a side note for a minute. And if you're a single mom, thank you. My hat goes off to you. I was raised by a single mom, and I know how hard it is to be a mom. But to be a single mom, wow, thank you. But if you fall in that category, this message is for you too. So you can look at what a Christ-loving husband man should be to treat you. And you're probably wondering, wait a second. This is Mother's Day. Pastor, why are you talking to the men? Because I believe the greatest gift a man can give his wife or his mother is to be a Christ-loving husband, son, man. 
So, let's get started. How does a Christ-loving husband love their wife? I'm going to be very practical today, and I'm going to propose to you guys five ways. Not limited, but five very, very important ways Christ-loving husbands should love their wives. What do wives need from their husbands? Number one, they need leadership. Men, we need to be leaders, godly leaders. We become worldly leaders and not leaders of the word. You know, one of my favorite characters in the Bible is this guy Joshua, and I can't wait to meet him. Quick story on this guy. So Moses can't go into the promised land. He did something to a rock, and he should enough. Read it for yourself. And so God says, Joshua, you're up, man. So Joshua takes all the Israelites, millions of Israelites, and they go defeat the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Zapatanites, the Plantationites, the Winfield Knights, all these knights. They go to a city, they walk around seven times, blow a trumpet. It's awesome. Read it. And they get to the promised land finally. And I picture this. Joshua is before all these men and said, men, come here. All of you, leaders, come here and listen to what I have to say. And this is what he says in Joshua 24, verse 15. He says this. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, if you think, gentlemen... That serving the Lord is not right. Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods or your fathers served in the region beyond the river. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And then he probably puffs up and says this. But as for me, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You choose, gentlemen. You choose which way you want to lead. You choose which way you want to go. But as for me, I am going to go in God's direction. I am going to lead my family the way God wants me to lead. Again, I'm going to get very practical. So I'm going to show you guys three godly leadership characteristics. What or how should a godly, Christ-loving husband Lead their family. First of all, we need to be decisive. Men, we need to be decisive. We've gotten so passive. It's unbelievable. We need to man up and say, this is the direction we're taking. Our wives want to know. This is what I envision us being in five years, honey, in 10 years, in 15 years. And you don't have to be perfect and if you mess up, which we will, you just redirect, but we need leadership. Again, we're like, mañana, mañana, mañana. No, man up and start moving. We need to be decisive and say, this is how we're going to do it. Now, it's not a dictatorship. It's not my way or the highway. You counsel with your wife. What do you think? This is what I desire. This is how I believe God is leading us. And you go together. We need to be decisive. We also need to be servants. We need to be servant leaders. I love what I read. It says this. Listen up, man. A wife wants a husband who is a servant leader. Who doesn't just make decisions, but who selflessly contributes to her and the good of the family. 
The greatest leader that we ever had and still have is Jesus Christ. And what did Jesus say? I came not to be served. I came to serve. Years ago, about five years ago, before my oldest went off to college, my wife and I were always doing these things to, to keep our marriage alive. And we got this, these two books. One of them is called Husband in Pursuit. And the other one is wife in pursuit. And there's devotion that you do and then there's dates that you do. And I remember clearly one night a challenge for me was to be a servant leader. So I got my family down. I sat them in the living room. And I did what Jesus did. I got down on my knees and I washed the feet of my wife and the feet of my boys. And I told them, I am going to, to the best of my abilities humbly serve you. Man, that's leadership. Servant leadership is saying, I'm putting your needs before mine. A hundred percent. We need to be decisive. We need to serve humbly and lead them that way. And then the third thing, we need to be spiritual leaders. I believe, and look around, I think I'm right. Most men lack here. We are not the spiritual leaders God has called us to be. Our wives are stepping up in our position. We have that role reversed. Women are begging their husband, please, can we go to church? Please, can you sign up to the men's retreat? Please, can we join the small group? No, man, it should be the other way around. We're going to church because that's the way we live and that's the way we're serving the Lord. Because I am the head spiritually of this family and we're going to church. We're praying together and I'm going to lead in prayer. We are really messing up here, gentlemen. And women want that. Women need that. They need to be led spiritually. Most of Ephesians 5, when he's talking, Paul is talking to the husband, it talks about that. Read it for yourselves. So you decide, gentlemen, who you will serve. In my household, as much as I can, we will serve the Lord. The second thing women want, most wives need, is security. They need to feel secure, not only physically, but emotionally. Ephesians 5.25, Paul writes this, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, we probably heard of this verse before. We probably read it before. And I'm willing to bet that all of you guys were sitting here right now saying, I'll do it. Any day I'll take a bullet for my wife. Sign me up. Yeah, but it's more than that, gentlemen. It's giving of yourself completely. Again, it's saying, I'm going to put my needs in the background to fulfill your needs. Leading by example, Jesus says himself, he didn't even have a place to lay his head at night. That's what it means to give yourself up completely. And they need to feel secure. Loving your wife means making her feel secure both physically and emotionally. Men, listen up because, again, this message is for you as a gift to your wives. Most women focus on relationships, struggle with insecurity, and they fear abandonment. 
that's what they fear most of all. See, for men, I believe, most men, they spell security this way. M-O-N-E-Y. Money. I got to provide for my family, and we do. But I got to give them this. I got to give them everything that I never had. Right, men? We feel secure. Take away our finances, and we're freaking out. You know, men, how ladies spell security? T-I-M-E. Time. They want you to be with your wives. That's what they need, and that's what they want. A great book, Love and Respect, by Dr. Eggerson, he says this. He, he took a survey of 1,000 women, and he asked this question. Would you rather, ladies, have the house, the car, the jewelry, but your husband rarely home because he's always at work, or would you rather live modestly on a budget, but your husband is there for you? 90, 97% said, I want my husband at home. They need that. A Christ-loving husband spends time with their wives. And I'm talking about quality time, gentlemen. Not on the phone. Leave work at work. And some of us, I'm guilty of it. We're there, but we're not there. We're watching a game. We're playing games. And again, we're always answering the phone. You me, we need to spend time with our wives. Our wives need leadership, they need security, and they need affection. They need to know that they are valued and that they are appreciated. Paul writes in Colossians 3.19, Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. I love the way Eugene Peterson translates this verse in the message, he says this, husbands, go all out in love for your wives. Go at it. Show them how much you love them. Go all out. Don't take advantage of them. Let me ask you, husbands, let me ask you, men, when did we stop dating our wives? I think we feel the moment we said I do, it's done. The sale is closed. It's all cruising from here on out. No, we need to date our wives daily. The moment we said, I do, doesn't mean it's over. It means I will. I will love you. I will show you affection. I will lead you. I will be the spiritual leader. I will. But we've given up. And look around, gentlemen. We become partners, roommates, not husband and wife. We need to make them feel valued. We need to go all out in love for them. Practical. I'm going to list some ways, some examples that we can show that. If you guys would take notes, your wives would love this. They would say, that's how I feel affection. Just a hint. That's one number one. Take notes. Here we go. Schedule date nights. It doesn't have to be all this fancy stuff. Just spend some time together. Do things together. Show affection without having to be sexual. Hold her hand. I fail here miserably, gentlemen. So I'm preaching to myself. Trust me. Hold her hand, hug her, kiss her when you get home and when you leave. Open the door for her. Tell her you love her. Look her in the eyes and say, I love you. When was the last time you did that? Write her little love notes. I do this. My wife loves this. I send her little texts thinking of you. I write little notes in her car and I leave them in the car while she's at work. It doesn't take much, but it goes and shows so much. 
Tell her she's beautiful. Yeah. Find out what her love language is. Study her. What does she love to do? And do it. And here's a big one. If you're not taking notes, at least write this one down. Help her around the house. Man, she's got so much stuff to do. And you probably think, well, I go to work and I do this and I do that. She does much more. Don't take them for granted. Do the dishes. Do the laundry. That's how you show a woman affection. That's how you show a woman love. That's what wives need. And that's what Christ-loving husbands do. We need to go all out for our wives. We need to show them leadership, security, affection. And number four, communication. We need to communicate with them. I love Genesis 2, uh, 24. I think a lot of us have heard it. You know, God establishes marriage in Genesis 2, 24. He says, therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. We've heard that, right? But the very next verse, Genesis 2.25, listen to what it says. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. What does that mean? That they were in front of each other, they were authentic, they were real. This is who I am, that's who you are, and it's okay. We need to be authentic. We need to be real. And that's what women need. That's what women want, communication. Talk to them. I love what an author writes. His name is Norman Wright, and he writes this. Communication is a privilege the privilege of exchanging vulnerabilities. We need to be real with our wives. We can be real and authentic and say, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen. You know what? I'm not sure. And it's okay. Men, women want direction. They don't want perfection. They want us to be real. They want us to be authentic. They want us to communicate. Practical. I'm going to list for you guys four Bs. I love this from Chip Ingram. He said this. Take notes, okay. Give you a warning. Four Bs. How do we can communicate with our wives authentically? First of all, be honest. Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is ahead into Christ. Men, don't lie to your wives. Don't ever, ever lie to your wives. Don't keep anything from them. Here's my phone. I've got nothing to hide. I'm authentic. Be honest. The second B, be encouraging. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. But only such as it is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may, gave, may give grace to those who hear. Here's where I get a little mad. Gentlemen, don't ever cuss at your wives. Don't ever yell at your wives. That's not a man. That's a coward. Hear me out. Don't yell at your wives. You need to bring them up. You need to encourage them. And if you don't know good things to say, then walk away and don't say anything at all. But we are not ever to put them down. Don't talk bad to them. Don't talk bad about them. That's what a Christ-loving husband does. That's a gift you can give your wife. Be patient. Before that, I forgot number three, be forgiving. Ephesians 4.29, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Learn to say, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I was wrong. I'm sorry. But don't just say it. Repent and truly be sorry. Number four, be patient. 
Ephesians 4, 2, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness. Be patient, bearing with another, one another in love. Women love to talk. They love details. I, I, I'm learning that from my wife. So communicate with them. And more importantly, listen to them. Guilty. I'm very impatient. Gentlemen, be patient. Your wife is most likely going to start talking and she's going to keep... Get to the point. Get to the point. Get to the point. <laughs> Women have everything connected in their brain, so they got to put everything together. So this is what's going to happen, gentlemen. Two things are going to happen. Number one, she one day <laughs> land the plane. That's number one. Or number two, she forgot why she started the conversation. But in the midst of that, we need to be patient and just listen and listen and don't try to fix it. Just listen. That's what a Christ-loving husband does. That's how they communicate. Wives need leadership, security, affection, communication. And the last thing, wives need faithfulness. Your wife, gentlemen, needs to trust you. You need to be faithful. Proverbs 3, verse 3 says this, let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Don't let it leave you ever. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so you will find favor and good success. Now check this out, both in the sight of God and of man. Be faithful. Don't look at other women, men. Stay away from pornography and all those Images, we need to be faithful. I love one book called Every Man's Battle. Highly recommended to you guys out there as well. Stephen Otterburn says this, we need to protect our eyes, protect our mind, and protect our heart. That's how we show our wife's faithfulness. Protect our eyes. Look away. I always try to practice what I preach, gentlemen. I am a guy as well. When I'm driving down Del Mar and I see female joggers, I look away. I protect my eyes. No, no, no. It says protect your mind. Don't think of other women. You know what I do, and I've been doing it for years. I'm a spinning instructor. You know how, how many women show up to my class? Most of them are women. Now hear me. I'm not saying, oh, I want to be or get with him. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I do to protect my mind is I always try to mention my wife's name. I'm married. And I love my wife. When I say, let's go all out, I'm thinking about my wife to give me motivation. Who are you thinking about? That's what I tell my class. And when my wife joins me, after class, I give her a kiss. She's my wife. We need to protect our eyes, protect our minds. Fast forward through things that you shouldn't be watching. We do. We need to protect our hearts. None of us men are vulnerable. None of us. We need to always be on the lookout and protect our hearts. That's what wives need. That's what Christ-loving husbands do. Protect your hearts. Don't text other women. Don't Facebook other women. Don't go to lunch with any other woman by yourselves. Don't even get in a car with another woman. There's no need. It's you and your wife, period. And here's the last thing about 
having our wives trust us. Don't ever say the word divorce. Don't mention divorce. You guys remember what you said on your wedding night? Your wedding vows? I'll remind you. For better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, till death do us part. That's how we men, as Christ-loving husbands, need to love our wives. So how should a Christ-loving husband love your wife? Here's my sermon point, and I try to put a nice little acronym for you guys so you will remember. We need, to be, we need to show them leadership. We need to show them security. We need to show them affection. We need to show them communication. And we need to show them faithfulness. Would you remember this, guys? Again, it's an easy acronym. Uh, ELSIF. I don't know. <laughs> I tried. Will you ELSIF your wife? Here's what we need to do, though, guys. Make our wives laugh. Make them laugh every day. Here's how I want us to close this morning. I want you men to men up. Now in your seat pocket in front of you, you have what is a husband's pledge. Will you grab that right in front of you, men? I want you guys to stand up. Man up and stand up. Come on. This is your gift for your wives. This pledge is for you to take home and not just to post it, but to live it every day. But I have the pledge on the screen behind me. Men, men of grace, will you say this loudly and proudly to your wives? Let's go. I. You guys may be seated. Ladies, will you give your men a round of applause? Awesome. I couldn't understand a word you said, but God did. But God did. Make sure you live it out. Make sure your family changes now. And people will notice the men of grace. Let's pray. Father God, we do love you. We praise you. I thank you for all the men. We are so imperfect, Father, but that's what you want. Not perfection, but sanctification. Help us, help me to be the husband you've called me to be. I know that I'm not the only one who says this. We fail miserably when it comes to loving our wives. But let us truly love our bride the way your son loves his bride, the church. Sacrificially, humbly. And all that we just heard today, Father. We really want to be men, but not godly men. We want to be Christ-loving men who lead our community in that way. 
I know we would make an impact not only in our community, but in our city, in our state, in our nation. We love you, Father. We praise you. And we say all these things in your son's name. Amen. Love you guys.